Welcome to Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series in the hospitality tabletop industry. Hosted by Dave Turner, Seat Yourself is 20 to 25 minutes of what's happening in the world of hospitality tabletop. Dave is the globally known chief evangelist and editor for tabletopjournal.com. A non-traditional journalist, Dave has spent nearly 30 years as a sales and marketing executive in the world of hospitality. This podcast was originally published in the week of October 14th, 2019 and runs for approximately 25 minutes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode number 45 of Seat Yourself. Seat Yourself is approximately 20 minutes or so in length. It's Tabletop Journal's podcast on all things that are hospitality tabletop related. I'm Dave Turner. I'm your host here at Seat Yourself. And this week, just like you, I'm excited to hit the road and head to Milan for the always great Host Milano Show. And as I look at my increasingly crowded schedule, I'm sure you have the same challenges that I do. How am I going to get it all done? Because at Host Milano, there's just so much you're going to want to see. And whether you're a restaurateur looking for new ideas or a chef checking out new products for your restaurant's kitchen, it's all there at Host Milano. And if you're going in as an exhibitor, I encourage you to walk around and see some of the other buildings at Host. And yes, Tabletop is primarily in Pavilion Number 9 but definitely take time to see as much of the entire show as you can. I always find that some of the most creative booths I've seen anywhere are always at Host Milano. So maybe you'll find some ideas for your company, your products, or your brand. We'll have more on the host show in just a few minutes. But in the rest of this week's episode of Seat Yourself, in our news stories, besides the continuation of the story on host, we'll be talking about a category that's simply a must to be on every tabletop supplier's radar screen, both now and in the future. And then we'll tell you why we feel that way. And in our company and product news, We'll give you some more on that new flatware brand that is finally making its way into the U.S. hospitality market after nearly 100 years of doing hospitality business all around the world. And then finally, we'll give you a peek on a tabletop company that you may not know much about yet, but should, and especially if you're headed to Italy this week. It's one of the most creative tabletop companies around. In this week's 60 Seconds with Shannon segment, we head back into glassware as we talk tumbler trends with Edward Don and Company category buyer, Shannon Town, Shannon will share how she sees that category of glassware and where she thinks it's headed. And she'll also tell you about some of the opportunities that she sees within the Tumblr category. And in our new story on host, Shannon and I have a special surprise for you, but you'll have to wait a few minutes to hear about that. And then, as always, we finish up with our commentary segment this week. And as we pack our bags and head off into industries, one of our industry's great events, I wanted to remind us all a bit about the business that we're really in. While we may think we're in the business of plates, glassware, and cutlery, we're actually in a slightly different business, but more on that in a few minutes. So now it's mid-October, the seasons are changing, and it's time to get this 45th episode of Seat Yourself Started. And as everybody knows by now, at Seat Yourself, we always start with our stat of the week. And this week's stat, 71%. That's the percentage of millennials and Gen Z population that see moral causes as a reason to choose a brand. And that's all according to the research firm Collage Group and is reported in Restaurant Hospitality Magazine. The key to attracting younger consumers may have more to do with what your restaurant or your brand represents rather than the food it serves. Younger generations, millennials, and Generation Z are much more likely to purchase products and brands for moral or ethical reasons. 
And in addition to that, they're not just making brand loyalty decisions on the spot. 46% of millennials surveyed say they research products before making a purchase. According to David Wellish, CEO and co-founder of the Collage Group, younger generations have grown up in a more transparent environment, he says. Compared to older generations, they've been exposed to much more information about the food, where it comes from, the food quality, worker inequality, even nutrition and health concerns that are behind certain ingredients. So, okay, tabletop suppliers, both manufacturers and supply chain players, what might this mean to you? If 71% of millennials and Gen Zers are making their brand decisions and their restaurant decisions based upon moral or ethical reasons, doesn't it stand to reason that this also applies to where they might buy their tabletop products and to what tabletop products they might choose to buy? And for tabletop suppliers who think they can woke wash their way through this and gain favor with millennials or Gen Zers, H buyers, remember, the very first attribute of a strong brand is authenticity. You must be real. There simply can be no fakes because you will be exposed. Take a stand on what you believe in and mean it. Because today, 71% of millennials and Gen Zers, to them, it truly matters. And that's our stat of the week, 71%. And as we talked about in our intro, the big news this week has to be the upcoming host show in Milan. Opening this Friday, host is truly one of the hospitality industry's great shows. Happening every two years, Host Milano, which will reach its 41st edition this year, provides the opportunity to showcase everything a successful bar or restaurant needs. From raw materials to semi-finished products, from machinery and equipment, to furnishings, and of course, all the way to great tabletop. Visitors who come to host, they find more about the future trends of our industry there. And for those of you coming, when you arrive, you'll arrive there along with 200,000 professional operators from all over the world. And you'll also find over 2,000 exhibitors from more than 50 countries. And one more thing, in my opinion, you'll find some of the nicest people in the hospitality industry all at Host Milano. Whether it's friends and colleagues you haven't seen in a while or new exhibitors with inspiring new products and ideas, it's hard not to come away from Host Milano without being inspired with about our industry. And of course, we'll be there. And from the show floor at Host, the star of 60 Seconds with Shannon, star of that segment for us, the very talented Shannon Talon and I will be taping next week's special edition of Seat Yourself as we compare our notes on what we've seen at the 2019 version of Host Milano. Shannon, of course, is the category manager for tabletop and buffetware at Edward Don & Company, the Chicago-based company that is a leader in both those categories. So with all the prep work that has been done, the excitement that has been built, we're looking forward to seeing everyone later this week in Milan, Italy for the 41st edition of Host Milano. And also this past week, another article came out on senior living. Senior living is an operator category that we believe simply must be on every tabletop supplier's radar screen these days. And just this past week, another story on how investors are increasingly liking the senior living category when it comes to commercial real estate. In this Globe Street article, Senior VP and Head of Investment Strategy at Inland Private Capital Corp., a real estate investment company specializing in commercial real estate, Natty Kerferbaum stated, when looking at historic investment performance of this asset class, its recession resiliency, 
its growing demand drivers in addition to the current supply and demand imbalance that exists, we believe that the senior living sector is well positioned to offer our marketplace a product that intersects healthcare and real estate, each nearly 20% of U.S. GDP and growing. And add to that, commercial real estate giant CBRE echoed that sentiment, stating that demographic trends are positive for the asset class, with the baby boomers nearly nearing the traditional age for senior housing and nearly 9,000 people turning 70 every day this year. And with restaurant traffic counts that are flat or declining and off-premise dining on the rise, tabletop suppliers need to refocus themselves on the growing segment of senior living. Just like hotels and restaurants, keep in mind that there are a wide variety of offerings within the senior living sector as well. And whether it's pure healthcare or independent living or even assisted living or co-ops, there is growing demand of all types and amenity levels. And as baby boomers age, they want to remain social. So look for those baby boomers and soon millennials to bring their demand for great food and beverage to their new lifestyles. Today, people worldwide are living longer. That's no secret. For the first time in history, most people can expect to live well into their 60s and beyond. And according to the World Health Organization, by 2050, the world's population aged 60 or older is expected to total 2 billion, up from 900 million in 2015. So the trend is real and it's global. You may want to go back and listen again to the interview we did with a fellow by the name of Harris Ader. We did that a while back in late June, and you'll recall that he is the founder and CEO of the Senior Dining Association. If you missed it, we published it, as I said, in late June. We reposted the interview now on the industry news page of Tabletop Journal, so now you'll be able to find it very easily. Our interview with Harris was great. He's a great guy, and he offered some real terrific insights into senior dining and where it's headed. So, tabletop people, if you have not started your strong focus on the senior living sector yet, you're going to seriously be behind your competitors. And a focus on the growing senior living category is simply a must for any tabletop supplier who wants to be successful both now and in the future. Don't say you weren't warned. And in company and product news this week, we spoke last week briefly about AMIFA. That's the Dutch flatware and more company that has recently launched in the U.S. and is spearheaded by top food service and tabletop pro Jeremy Matola. Known throughout other parts of the world as a premium supplier of flatware and knives, the nearly 100-year-old Amifa now looks to bring their collection of flatware and cutlery to U.S. hospitality customers. Top exec Matola commented, As a global leader in the flatware category, Amifa brings a level of credibility and reliability that customers and distributors alike would expect from such a hyper-competitive segment. Matola continued on by saying, Amifa is systematically very well organized and operationally as efficient as I've ever seen. The response has been great thus far. Amifa offers a wide range of flatware and kitchen products with designs to suit every style and every menu concept, from traditional to contemporary, from premium to everyday use. And according to the company, each and every day, Amifa delivers on average a half a million pieces to their customers. So obviously, this is a company that has scale and is in tune with the hospitality segment. Whether it's a casual dining restaurant or a Michelin-starred dining experience, Amifa makes the everyday pleasures of good food even more enjoyable. 
And Amifa offers a wide range of flatware patterns with great diversity, all well designed with perfect balance between form and function. And their products are made to fit every budget, made from the finest 18-0 or 1810 stainless steel. And among Amifa's wide variety of collections, the company has two top-end products, their Amifa Premier and their Cuisine collections. All of Amifa's flatware consists of distinctive designs, and all are crafted with the highest quality 1810 stainless steel, as I said, and a finish right down to the last detail. And in addition to their classic flatware collections, Amifa also allows operators to let their guests enjoy their steaks with an elegance of an upscale line of French steak knives. Giving your tabletop a rustic look and feel, these items are made with an authentic French design and authentic French characteristic colors. And of course, since they're all, all the knives are made in France, it means precision blades and European quality. The Amifa Company was founded by Eugene Hollander in 1931 in the Netherlands, and today it continues to be managed by the family. Its initial presence in America actually began back in the 60s and 70s when Amifa had made its introduction through bank promotions, and at the time, the company established a close, close cooperation with Prestige Corp. Rudy Hollander, eldest son in the Hollander family, took over the management of the company in the 70s. It was under his leadership that Amifa grew into an international manufacturer and trading company of flatware and kitchen knives. With a European network of companies, the sales and service continues to develop until today when Amifa is now under the third generation management of Peter Hollander. Today, Amifa is a supplier to customers all around the world. And, of course, Amifa, along with Jeremy Matola, will be at this week's Host Milano show in Italy. You can look for Amifa in Pavilion 9 at booth H09. And you can also find out more about Amifa by visiting their website, and that is amifa-usa.com. Amifa is spelled A-M-E-F-A. And finally this week, a company that many of you may not know much about yet, but definitely should, is Italy's Royal Porcelain. Of course, they'll be exhibiting at this week's Host Milano show. And if you're attending, you definitely need to add them to your must-see list of exhibitors. Started in 1989 and still family-owned and managed, Royal Porcelain has incredibly unique shapes and pieces that are truly sculptures designed for showcasing and serving the creative cuisine of the chefs of Italy and beyond. Angelo Fanfarello, son of the founders and Royal's general manager, was quoted recently as saying, I always enjoyed eating well, but in big restaurants turning the dish, I came across continually in full with foreign brands. So I started asking myself some questions. Conversing with the cooks, I realized that the redemption of Italian cuisine had to be applied to all hospitality. And we had to look for the best material, work with it with love, and choose shapes and colors related to our memory and to our nature. Then we started to look in the most hidden corners of our country to search for craftsmen in order to learn techniques and to learn methods, but it was still not enough for our repositioning until we realized we had to apply the acquired know-how in a new way, putting it all in the service of the kitchen. We started making our first sculptures, a few handmade pieces, and then the demand grew. And grow it did. It was at Host Milano in 2015 that we first discovered Royal Porcelain when they had a distribution alliance with the Dudson brand. And it was at that show that Royale launched their Sumisura line of dinnerware. And for us, it was love at first sight. When you see the collections from Royale Porcelain, you will know immediately of the connection the company has to the chefs that it hopes to serve. Made by expert craftsmen, 
Royale porcelain products are meant to raise the level of sensory dining to all new heights, and that's reflected in their customer base. Today, Royale works with over 150 Michelin-starred restaurants in more than 25 countries. And while Royale Porcelain continues to make a variety of collections of varying designs, it remains true to its beginnings, and that is being synonymous with tradition and territory. Sculptures for serving? Indeed they are. So if you're headed to Milan this week, make sure you add Royale Porcelain to your stand of must-see exhibitors. Once again, you'll find them in Pavilion 9 at stand Q09R10. Now 60 Seconds with Shannon, where Dave sits down with Shannon Talon of Edward Arnon Company and asks the question of the week. This week, Shannon talks about Tumblr trends. Hi, we're back with Shannon Talon, the lovely and the talented uh, category manager from Edward Don and Company out of Chicago. And of course, Shannon takes care of all the tabletop needs and the buffetware needs at Edward Don. And Shannon, this week, I'm curious about glassware, specifically about glass tumblers. Are there trends you're seeing with tumblers that are used in restaurants? And are those trends any different for menu, different menu types or price points? Wow, that I, I love this question. I, I love talking glassware and tumblers themselves are so varied. Uh, you know, other categories of glassware, you can only recreate that wheel so much, but tumblers are so unique. And I think that tumblers, like other product uh, in tabletop, does they do tend to follow trends that evolve with trends in beverages. So mixology obviously comes to mind in the uh, spirits world. Not only that, you know, there's been a proliferation of uh, non-alcoholic mixed drinks, sodas, you know, craft sodas are very big, even, even different types of tea and cold coffee and things like that. So as beverages in our world evolve, whether alcoholic or not, that also will tend to dictate what we see with tumblers. But you know, I, I, I think there's still some trends that have been going on for a while that we continue to see sort of rage and be really hot. So craft spirits and ultra unique drink recipes, you know, whether that is uh, they're unique because of the alcohol used or they're unique because of the mixers used, those are still really hot. So new product development in tumblers, I think, is just as unique. You know, So those trends are following the menus, uh, those menu concepts you mentioned. I think we're still seeing a lot of speakeasies um, and those kind of hit mixology-based bars. So we still are seeing some vintage products, some retro product. I think from an, opera- from an operation standpoint, though, product has to stackability remains very, very important. A lot of operators will use tumblers that seem like they are meant to stack, but they're really not. And obviously what happens then is that that hurts the integrity of the glassware and it's going to break more often. So we're seeing a lot of new product development and tumbler patterns that have that are meant to stack and have stacking ledges that will su- support the durability of the glass, uh, which I think is really important. And then I also think rocks glasses are, are an interesting subcategory here because they're, they're obviously used for such a variety of applications, but rocks glasses have to feel good in your hand. You know, they, they, the ergonomics there is important too. So I think that the feel of the glass in your hand almost has to be as smooth as the drink that you're sipping out of it. So I, I think we're going to continue to, to, to see some of these trends, but ultimately with tumblers evolving as beverages evolve in restaurants and in hospitality. And do you see the trend of color in uh, tumblers continuing? For me, color has has more of a of a niche fit. I think that there's a lot of beautiful colored glassware out there, and I do think 
that it has a, a fit and a form in, in certain operators. But I think traditional clear glassware is going to continue to sort of reign supreme, though there will always be colored options in the marketplace. Now, here's Dave with this week's commentary. This week, Dave reminds us about the business we are really in. In this week's commentary, as we head off to one of our industry's great trade shows, I thought I'd take a minute to remind myself, and all of us really, of the business that we're really in. The noted New York restaurateur Danny Meyer said it best in his book, Setting the Table. By the way, Setting the Table was originally published in 2006. And it's not just a great book about the restaurant business. It's simply a great book about business and how to transform the power of hospitality into businesses of all types. Anyway, in the book, Setting the Table, author Danny Meyer writes, quote unquote, you may think as I once did, that I'm primarily in the business of serving good food. Actually, though, food is secondary to something that matters even more. In the end, what's most meaningful is creating positive and uplifting outcomes for human experiences and human relationships. Business, like life, is all about how you make people feel. It's that simple, and it's that hard. These words ring true in any industry, and in life in general, we believe. To me, Danny Meyer captures, certainly much better than I could have, the essence of why so many of us fell in love with, and remain in still, the hospitality industry. I've said it before, those of us in the world of hospitality tabletop have a unique opportunity to, to participate in the greatest times in people's lives, and that is sharing of a meal with those we love and care about, family and friends. In these fast-paced and sometimes turbulent times, let us remember how truly lucky we really are as we travel this week to reconnect with friends and colleagues and to get re-inspired about why we love this industry so very much. And like Danny said, we're all really in the business of creating positive, uplifting outcomes for human experiences and human relationships. Yes, business like life is all about how you make people feel. So, I wish safe travels to everyone going to Milano. I'll see you there. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Seat Yourself. And as always, I want to thank the Rockstar Category Manager, Shannon Talent, for joining us today. And of course, I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining in as well. And finally, I want to make a special thanks to the Edward Don and Company for sponsoring in part this episode of Seat Yourself. Edward Don and Company, everything but the food for nearly 100 years. And remember to be sure to check out their most recent tabletop advisor. You can download it from their website, www. Dot don dot com. Just go to the homepage and scroll down to the publications section. We'll see you next time, but always remember, Tabletop Matters. That concludes this week's episode of Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series. For more news, information, and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, be sure to check out tabletopjournal.com. <laughs>